Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a CONCACAF World Cup 2023 qualifier episode. Lots to talk about with uh, North America being represented uh, with Canada, USA, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean Quick reminder, though, before we get into everything, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. If you're listening right now, it only takes a second to click rate and help us over at Attacking Third. That stuff always helps us so much when we're here. Lisa, we're finally going to preview it. We're going to talk about CONCACAF qualifiers. These We're excited about this because we, we've teased it a little bit already in some prior episodes talking about like, hey, this is a, one of the big things that we've circled coming soon, right? Coming to CBS, coming to Paramount Plus, something that, uh, you know, we're broadcast partners with and at Attacking Third, where we are the space to, to cover, you know, women's uh, soccer, non-binary soccer, and, 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 and so much more. We're like, this is a thing that we want to center in on and, and highlight because a lot of our listeners can head on over to the Paramount Plus when these games start taking place and, and take a look at some of this uh, this international level soccer. So I'm excited to to jump into to all this with you today. How, how, are, you, how are you doing today? I'm good. I am ready for this. I mean, a new week, so ready to jump into soccer. Hopefully a number of announcements throughout uh, the landscape of soccer this week. So we'll see what happens there. But in terms of CONCACAF, W, and the W Championship, this almost like uh, has been such a long time coming and such a big buildup because months ago when Karina LeBlanc was head of W Championship and CONCACAF W, she talked about this and the growing the game for all of these different nations and all of the different countries and teams and getting those resources and how it starts at the top where we can't just have the top two teams in the nation, the United States and Canada continuously grow and get better. You have to bring all of the other teams with you. And she was very adamant about that and, and really growing Uh, the space for these teams to play and compete, which ultimately grows the resources for these women's national teams in all of these different nations. And it's, it's almost like this trickle down effect. And although it's fantastic that Canada and the United States continue to get stronger and stronger, I mean, two CONCACAF uh, getting two gold medals in the summer and this Olympics in Tokyo is huge and impressive, but now it needs to trickle down to all of these other nations in CONCACAF. So really CONCACAF becomes a big powerhouse, not just with two top dogs. And of course, 
Karina LeBlanc is now over at Portland Thorns and, and she stepped out of the CONCACAF W championship role, but she was really instrumental in how this change happened because they, we'll get into it all about how everything changed this year for the better, of course. Um, but we had the pleasure of speaking with her about that. So really that's when my excitement started months ago about this. And it's almost like I, I had it circled on my calendar and I've just been waiting, 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 and we get to talk about it today. I'm very excited. Yeah, no, I am. I am too. I think, I think this is the time right before we start hopping into it to maybe kind of remind folks that we've done this sort of laid some of the, the groundwork uh, around it already. Um, We've had a number of guests in, in, in 2021 and Karina Lewak was was one of them in, in talking about these fixtures to take place, these competitions, these tournaments and how important they are for the continued development of CONCACAF, especially for the nations that aren't those right. Those two big top dogs, mm-hmm. those two big uh, heavyweight hitters in the United States women's national team and uh, Canada's national team. And so. Uh, talking about CONCACAF as a whole, that there's 41 participating nations, right? And what does that mean for the rest of these countries who are uh, competing? And so the fact that uh, the, the championship qualifiers got broken down into a certain t- a certain um, tournaments and how on the horizon in the, in the future that there will be uh, actual competitions outside of just World Cup qualifying type events was of huge importance, right? To continue the development of women's soccer across these across these nations. So we're we're excited to, to dive into all of it, but we're going to focus in on these uh, World Cup qualifiers because it's it's the first of two major summer competitions, right? So we got to it's officially 2022, where January has been in full swing. Um, some some matches have already taken place, uh, sending back to November. But th- now in 2022, it's really ab- about to uh, start start taking off. So the teams that are competing um, right now at this moment, and who are going to be competing again in this in this uh, February uh, window, are are these these other nations. It's it's other it's 30 other different nations that are going to be competing um, in these in these matches because with the United States women's national team as reigning World Cup champions and Canada, uh, they actually have uh, full on first round buys right to mm-hmm. the actual uh, Concacaf Women's World Cup qualifiers tournament. And uh, what is taking place right now is just the Concacaf W qualifiers. Period. Uh, so what's uh, what's occurring right now is is that this tournament was uh, essentially divided up into uh, six groups, you know, five teams um, with the group matches uh, beginning play in in uh, November, where where all the teams are playing two home matches, two away matches, um, and the concept is that or the idea is that the winners of each of uh, of these groups will eventually um, advance to those uh, CONCACAF uh, World Cup championships where they then will join United States and Canada ultimately in those bids for a spot in the 2023 World Cup. So this uh, little preview that we're doing right now, these teams, is kind of like the preliminary round, I guess, Mm -hmm. is a way to maybe put it um, in perspective for for those listening, because maybe there's some confusion for for some folks who are trying to, the casual fan maybe trying to join in on the qualifiers. And they're like, wait a minute, like, where's, where's United States? Like, where's, where's, where's Canada? They're, Mm -hmm. they're waiting, essentially. That's, that's what's going on with, with this tournament. That's pretty much it. I mean, the fact that those two teams in the two nations, U.S. and Canada, do get to jump pretty much entirely to the championship. It doesn't mean that they have already qualified for the World Cup, though. That's 
I think a, a question I've seen a lot coming uh, through my DMs and, and mentions and even just through casual fans, I'm chatting uh, with this about in my everyday life, that the United States and Canada have not already qualified for the World Cup in 2023. They still need to do that. It just means that they jumped to the final of the W Championship, which will be uh, eight different teams competing. And then those top winners automatically do that. But there's also... Uh, an added benefit to the W Championship. It's not just like, okay, get to the semifinals and now I'm in the World Cup. If you win the W CONCACAF W Championship, you automatically qualify for the 2024 Paris Summer Olympic Games. So it's a double qualification for the World Cup and the Olympics, which that's a pretty big deal because then that entire year, that nation and that team can just focus on Olympic play, getting, making sure their team is right. They don't really have to worry about qualifying, uh, which is fantastic and definitely puts a little bit of pressure off of them. So the stakes are higher. Um, and, and this is really the first time we're seeing this within CONCACAF because of this expanded format. It's the first time this is happening for these for CONCACAF and for all these nations to qualify, to go through, to um, get a chance. And, and this gives teams that have never been able to even try to qualify for the World Cup, a chance to do that. If they go on a great run, we could see some some new teams, some fresh faces in the Women's World Cup in 23, which I personally would love to see that. Let's let's keep growing this game, right? Like yeah. let's let's get some of these quote unquote underdogs to uh, get some momentum in these matches, compete against some tougher teams, grow their own organizations within their country and make a run for it. I agree. I'm in agreement with you. I think even just, you know, even just the concept of just having this in existence mm-hmm. was such a huge, huge deal. Um, because so many of the teams, so many of the nations that are participating in this, in this pre- preliminary qualifiers, you know, are, are nations that don't often, you know, see their programs, spend a lot of time together, um, get a lot of fixtures together during, you know, international windows when possible. Um, so the teams that are going to come out of this group stage, this preliminary round of CONCACAF qualifiers, um, these teams will have already had a significant amount of time together uh, when they do eventually uh, advance into that World Cup qualifying championship tournament with United States and Canada. And so the you cannot overstate the importance mm-hmm. of these types of moments, of these types of events for these participating nations throughout the region. Um, because we hear so often, right, in the past when we're looking at previous World Cup qualifying events, some of the imbalance that has take that has taken place within some of these matches, and that for maybe that's the common thread there. That for both, perhaps the super invested hardcore fan of, of, of women's soccer, whether it's United States, Canada, whomever, or in general, and connecting that to maybe just the casual fan that finds themselves, you know, piquing their interest at, at high events like this both take a look at the matches and are maybe like, gosh, this isn't, you know, this isn't something that's, you know, piquing my competitive interest because of maybe high score lines and stuff like that. Um, And so having these sort of preliminary 
competitions, I think will only improve, you know, the, the game on, on this side for, for CONCACAF. Um, and I think that's important to highlight as well. So I'm glad that you brought that up for the listeners that, yeah, this is, this is the first time this is happening and it's cool. <laughs> like it's yeah. cool and it's important that it's, uh, that it's happening. And hopefully with uh, the success that the teams find during this time, it will continue um, on into, into the future. Uh, Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We, we talked a little bit about uh, how, it, how it's working right now for this preliminary round. We've talked a little bit about what it could mean, right, for uh, for some of these participating nations, but let's 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 maybe get into um, the teams here who are finding themselves uh, competing for a spot uh, to go up against, uh, you know, to join up with United States and Canada in those World Cup qualifying championship tournament. Uh, let's take a look. It's we we mentioned already uh, that it is uh, thirty teams. It is. Uh, six groups of, of five teams uh, we've got for uh, one group. It's Mexico, Puerto Rico, Suriname, Antigua, and Bar- uh, Barbuda, Anguilla. Next group is Costa Rica, Guatemala, St. Kitts and Nevis, U.S. Virgin Islands, Curacao. Another group is Jamaica, Dominican Republic, Bermuda, Granada, Cayman Islands. Another group with Panama, El Salvador, Barbados, Belize, Aruba. Another group with Haiti, Cuba, Honduras, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, British Virgin Islands. And final group with Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, Nicaragua, Dominica, Turks and Caicos Islands. So ton of participating nations, heavy, heavy heavy influence of Latin American nations, Caribbean nations participating in this preliminary round, Lisa. I mean, it's it's a ton. It's a ton of nations yeah. that, that we're looking at. And maybe there's uh, some folks who take a look at the groups and they're just like, I didn't even realize that these nations had women's soccer sides that yes. wanted to be competing. <laughs> I think that's huge. I think a lot of people, that's going to be their response is that um, these maybe considered smaller nations do have teams and they will be competing because they've all qualified. I think it's interesting to kind of uh, look at how this draw happened and it did happen 
Um, in August of 2021, uh, Sandra wrote an incredible piece about it, cbssports.com, right, Sandra? We always got to plug you and oh. your writing. Fantastic writer we have here on the pod. And I'm blessed <laughs> to be in her presence every day. Uh, but it's it's true because this how it kind of shook out was the top six teams were going to be preceded and they were automatically going to be in position one. So the teams that um, have either been to the world cup before and have good records, really just the top teams in CONCACAF, which turns out to be Mexico, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Panama, Haiti, Trinidad, and Tobago, which uh, we chatted a little bit about Sandra. Not all of these teams have even been to the world cup. And the fact that then now it gets, opened up and exposed to have these six different groups, each with six teams in them, so much opportunity for all of these different teams in these different nations. And it's it's difficult for some of these nations because they don't have as many resources as other nations do for their women's national team. And that's really the biggest struggle and the biggest issue right now is trying to find that equality between these teams. And I think this first step of having this type of tournament happening where these teams are given equal opportunity to compete. Now they're not given equal resources um, and that's a different level and, and um, honestly a different conversation that we can have, but they're given the equal opportunity right now to compete in these matches and to continue play and to continue to do that. And some of these, um, qualifiers into this have already happened in November. Uh, there's going to be more happening coming up in 2022, which we'll dive into. But I think these teams um, that that you listed off and then really the top of each group, uh, Mexico is definitely one you have to circle, Costa Rica, Jamaica, of course. Um, but in these competitions, Sandra, when you look at these teams and, and these different groups that have been laid out, are there teams that stand out to you and nations that you think this is a really good opportunity for them to showcase themselves uh, on a big stage, a global stage? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that that's maybe always going to be in the front of their minds as well, whether, you know, players, coaches, staff um, and, you know, the admins who are, you know, working to to put all this to together. I think, you know, obviously circling Mexico, Costa Rica, Jamaican is like the big, you know, three of of all of these 30 teams um, is, is spot on because when we're looking at of these 30 teams, those are the three. Those are literally the only three uh, nations of all of these countries participating who have ever had uh, any type of World Cup experience. And when we're looking at Jamaica specifically, they literally just made their debut in a World Cup back during the 2019 um, a World Cup in, uh, in in France. So uh, there's always, I think, a potential for, for those surprises to sort of break through. I think during the World Cup qualifiers previously for the 2019 World Cup, that was part of the narrative around uh, Jamaica, that they were able to get through that tournament and sort of, you know, get past and become that third uh, CONCACAF team to, to represent in the World Cup, uh, and even thinking back to that that previous World Cup qualifier, where there were just a number of surprises that took place, I think people were shocked to sort of see Mexico and, and Costa Rica kind of shake out and 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 play the way they played, and and ultimately not get a shot at uh, participating in another World Cup. 
And then having somebody like Jamaica and the reggae girls kind of rise up a little bit out of that, but also seeing somebody, uh, a nation like uh, Panama sort of go through and, and kind of make the upsets that they were making, uh, upsetting Mexico, uh, the sort of rise of, of Yeneth Bailey and the goalkeeping position, uh, you know, and just sort of looking and getting a shot to see some players that they're familiar with. And that's always the biggest thing for me when I'm, watching a lot of these games or when I'm trying to take a look at any of these CONCACAF uh, fixtures that take place that aren't featuring United States or that aren't featuring Canada, because the truth is uh, it's, it's always been difficult to, to see matches for these teams when they don't often get together to play fixtures throughout uh, a FIFA calendar. So that's the other side. That's the other angle. I yes. think that we, you, we get to take in to this one here is that these types of tournaments, yes, they're, they're tournaments with, 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 high reward right and it, they only feel like they come around uh, so often when we're talking about how this is the first time that this has been in existence for this one but it's an opportunity to be able to get to watch some of these nations be able to get to watch the players that are participating the coaches who are coaching them on the sidelines and get a little bit of a look at how they are competing against their other participating uh, nations because they don't often uh, get the opportunity. We talk, we're talking a lot about opportunity here. We don't often see them get the opportunity uh, that is in front of them now. So I think that's that's the the biggest thing. And I mean, while we're talking about, we mentioned, you know, Karina LeBlanc at the top of this episode. I mean, we we had an interview with with you know Sadella Marley, right, and talking about you know football is freedom event and and how that was a small event that they want to turn into an annual event, and it kicked off between Jamaica and Costa Rica and trying to build on small rivalry there and make it a, a bigger thing. How, how those two teams have histories stemming into. Um, you know, youth competitions and now at the senior levels with their club and how important it is to have, like you're like, we're talking about Lisa, the opportunity, right. Just to have the opportunity to be able to uh, have these types of events and these fixtures and matches for these uh, CONCACAF nations who are participating. Um, so I'm, I'm going to, of course, be looking at those big three that we're talking about, Mexico, Costa Rica, Jamaica, uh, but we're talking about six teams yeah. that have the opportunity to break out of here and join up. So I would love to see what Benema has been developing um, because they had so many moments during their 2019 qualifier run uh, where they were showing people some very, very promising things. Um, and you could see the beginnings of something, but this was in 2019. So now I think people are going to be looking at this Panama side and looking for the development. And if there has been any, and what does that look like? And are they going to upset some, some, some other teams once again? I think that's the biggest question. Has there been development? Because we went through an, a pandemic and different nations have different resources to combat that and, and to fight that and to be able to get teams together to compete and even find competition. So that's really the biggest question mark. Yes, we know what happened in 2019 with these teams. The last time we really saw most of them on a big global stage to watch them compete in high intensity games. So now a few years later in 2022, um, I, I hope that they've all improved, right? But it's kind of the question of if they have it and how much they have. Because, uh, I mean, even you look at Canada, top dog, they just won gold in Tokyo, but they improved drastically over the last few years. They really took 
those few years to grow themselves. Um, but it, the tournament and, and how this shakes out, as you mentioned, top six teams, because these six groups of five teams, they the group stage matches are also pretty even because each team will play two matches at home and two matches away. So that's also really big for these countries. They don't necessarily have to travel as much as they would have in other type of tournament setups because they get to play two matches at home. So that will hopefully, I mean, larger scale things, of course, some of these teams are like, yes, we're going to make it to the World Cup, but larger scale, smaller nations get to say, okay, we get to host a game at home, a game that really means a lot in this World Cup qualifying type tournament playoff so they can grow women's football in that nation specifically hopefully they can get some supporters out to the game and and grow the fanfare around these teams get player recognition then young girls and and little girls that are wanting to play soccer they can see these national women's players competing at the highest level in their own country like wearing their country and their nation's flag across their chest it's it gives me chills almost to think about and i do reflect back on the sidella marley interview and that conversation we had with her that it's so much of what we can do now for the senior women's national teams that will only grow the game because when you're a little girl you don't think you can play football and then you see these women doing that competing in your country potentially going to the world cup this it's a world cup qualifying match your eyes are just open to the possibility of of what could happen right it gives you goosebumps right of like i mean it does for me i mean that's the other thing too it's like this this preliminary uh this this preliminary stage of of qualifiers it, it highlights Every, almost every other nation that isn't United States and Canada. And that's also something for me that is of equal importance as well. Mm-hmm. That these are the nations that are going to be getting the spotlight during this time, you know, not, not the United States and, and not Canada. And these are the, the other participating nations that op- don't often get that spotlight that aren't often highlighted in those things that aren't, you know, uh, often given the, the exposure and, and, and the brands, you know, attached to them and, and so on and so forth. So that's the always the exciting was the exciting angle for me uh, looking at this uh, preliminary stage for for these uh, participating nations. And the, and the other thing, honestly, that, that's always been exciting for me is, is, is yes, highlighting those the, those players, you know, the ones that maybe, like I said, that people aren't uh, familiar with watching, but also maybe trying to find the like levels of of familiarity or the mm-hmm. or the common threads there with within each national team right well, we're talking about the 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 big three of of this preliminary stage in, in Mexico Costa Rica and Jamaica and being able to sort of take a look and say like hey like this this player had some you know ties to to NWSL you know whether it's somebody like a, a Rocky Rodriguez or like a Shirley Cruz or or even with 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 Jamaica, you know, having having reggae girls play uh, throughout uh, NWSL and even also being part of, of the future. I mean, Angel City, you know, making um, an announcement for for their signing of a defender and, and Allison Swaby, you know, who who captains mm-hmm. the, the 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 Jamaican women's national team, you know, and um, 
even on the coaching side of things, you know, for, for Mexico, that was a big story that, you know, was considered a, a big failure for the program that they were unable to, to break through and qualify for that 2019 World Cup. And it caused uh, a lot of shift in terms of uh, the, the program and how they were going to, to do things moving forward. But this is this is the first qualifying event at the senior level for a coach like uh, Monica Vergara with her women's national team versus somebody like, you know, Amalia Valverde for Costa Rica, who has been with Costa Rica for quite some time already. So there's there's a lot of different um, storylines and, and threads to sort of follow throughout this preliminary uh, stage. And um, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. And I'm, of course, so excited that it's it's easily accessible, right? That it's going to be easily accessible um, on uh, across CBS Sports uh, platforms and in uh, Paramount Plus. But um, I'm uh, I'm curious. I think maybe we'll probably have a little bit of uh, engagement, right? For for Twitter, <laughs> I think it would be uh, cool to sort of see where the listeners and where our audience sort of. Um, are taking a look at uh, at some of these some of these groups. I'm curious. Uh, I know we always ask for questions and everything for for our mailbags. So I'm a little curious if any of our, our listeners have um, any questions about any of the teams or, or this particular uh, preliminary qualifying stage for for any of these teams. Uh, because uh, again, that's like you said, Lisa. There's <laughs> people have been asking about it, whether it's been in, in the DMs or, or wherever else. We're like, hey, like what's 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 the deal what does this mean? with this particular uh, qualifier and where's United States and then where's Canada? And uh, they got to wait. That That's that's the answer. The answer is they got to wait. Yeah, but any other questions, I mean, hit us up. Apple Podcast Reviews, uh, ask us questions about it there. Um, Attacking Third on Twitter. Any questions about this? I mean, let us know. The, the windows uh, for 2022 are coming up and they will be happening. So uh, a little more fanfare as we get closer to that. I mean, next game window is February 16th through the 22nd. It'll be those preliminary rounds of those six groups that we talked about and those 30 different teams um, uh, competing. And that's where it happens and, and really how it shakes out. So we'll know more after February 22nd. And then another FIFA window, again, for these qualifying matches are in April the 6th through the 12th. Um, but for those that are, are just focused on the U.S., I encourage you to watch some of these because this could be U.S. competition coming up. And it's the, really the future of the game. And the United States will not be competing in these <laughs> windows and they will not be playing in these matches. But no. teams will they'll be, they'll be focused on she believes go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But uh, they're coming up uh, middle of February. It's it's before you know it. And it's just crazy to think that, yes, we're just in 2022, but the 2023 World Cup conversations are flying and it will be here before you know it. Little, there little is. Little by little, like all those pieces of the big World Cup puzzle are gonna be, you know, put into place, and and these are these are the pieces, right? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited uh, uh, to take a look at all this, and and that's that's gonna be here quicker than people think. I mean, February 16th is not that far off as we're as we're uh, recording this uh, episode and sort of seeing the date and knowing what date it is like in my brain I'm like oh this is actually coming up quite quick so uh 
don't be surprised. We're probably going to have another episode talking about uh, this preliminary stage and we'll have uh, some soccer games uh, to talk about and, and, and cover for everyone in the future. Uh, well, I want to thank you all, as always, for joining us today and listening along to our quick preview of the CONCACAF qualifiers. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. Again, if you leave us a five-star review on Spotify with our new rate feature, that helps us out so much. And if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and Lisa and I will answer it during our mailbag segment. So head on over, Apple Podcasts, question, five-star review, we'll put it in the mailbag. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back with more coverage and exclusive interviews for you all. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.